Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Sermon text, mostly from the Old Testament lesson, but also pulling from the other two readings. Please be seated. Adam was walking around in the Garden of Eden, Eden, feeling very lonely. So God asked him, Adam, what's wrong? And Adam said, I'm lonely. So God said, I'll make you a companion, and it will be a woman. And God said, she will gather food for you, she'll cook for you, and when you eventually discover clothing, she'll wash it for you. She'll agree with every decision that you make, She'll have your kids and never ask you to get up in the middle of the night to take care of them. She won't nag you. She'll never disagree with you. She'll never have a headache and will freely give you love and passion whenever you need it. Adam asked God, well, what will a woman like this cost? And God replied, an arm and a leg. Then Adam asked, what can I get for a rib? The rest is history. Well, not total history, okay, at least not according to the Old Testament reading today, where God gives Adam the responsibility of caring for animals in giving them names. Now, musician Bob Dylan wrote a wonderful, if not a bit humorous, song about this event of Adam naming the animals. I won't be singing it for you. But it goes like this a little bit, some of the words. Man gave name to all the animals in the beginning, a long time ago. He saw an animal that liked to growl. Big furry paws and he liked to howl. Great big furry back and furry hair. I think I'll call it a bear. Man saw an animal up on a hill, chewing up so much grass that she was filled. He saw milk coming out, but he didn't know how. I think I'll call it a cow. Man saw an animal leaving a muddy trail, real dirty face and a curly tail. He wasn't too small and he wasn't too big. I think I'll call it a pig. Well, we don't know the details of Adam's naming of the animals, but but what we do know that from it the man was alone. He was lonely. Perhaps that was brought on partly by his interaction with the animals. He would see that they would pair up, even the birds and bees. He saw that the animals had suitable helpers. And they had a suitable helper in him, giving them names, but the man did not. He was alone. And God saw that and said that it wasn't good. This all showed, too, that Adam needed a helper, one that was fit for him, and he had to rely on God to provide it. So God made him a helper fit for him, a a woman. Now, in the reading, the man called her woman because she was taken from the man, taken out of him. But I think the real reason he called her woman is because when God made her, and she was so beautiful, and he presented her to Adam, and he looked at her and said, Whoa, man, 
That was the last one, I promise you, I promise you. But it brings up a good point about the woman's creation that it's interesting that she was made from the man's rib. Not from his head so that he would be her superior and not from his feet so that she would be his inferior but from his side so that they would be equal side by side to really be each other's other half. In this way, she was truly fit for him because she was like him, flesh and bone. And she was so complete a helper fit for him that in their relationship of man and woman, they become one flesh. They are complete in every way suitable for merging into one. As God provides a helper fit for the animals, so God provides humans with helpers fit for them. And together, man and woman are suitable, fit for each other helpers. And Jesus, in the gospel reading, affirms that relationship. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve would also become equal in sin. Not long after becoming one flesh, the man and woman disobeyed God. And instead, they would listen to one of the animals. They wouldn't listen to the Creator, they would listen to one of His creation. There's another verse from Mr. Dillon's song about naming the animals. It goes like this. In fact, it's the last verse. It says, Man gave name to all the animals in the beginning a long time ago. Man saw an animal as smooth as glass, slithering his way through the green, green grass. Saw him disappear by a tree near a lake. And the song ends right there. How we wish that the story ended right there but yes, a snake. The man and woman would turn away from the helping, loving God and instead would follow the snake, who is Satan, the devil. The one who wants to separate humans from each other and separate them from their creator and provider. The snake was the anti-helper, if you will, the man and woman would become fit for each other in their own downfall. They were partners in crime, if you will. They became side by side in sin. They became helpers fit for each other's selfishness and shame. And they became equal in needing another helper fit for them to be provided by God. But we're the same, aren't we, really? We're no different than Adam and Eve. We are descendants of them, and we are side by side with them in our sin as well. <laughs> we're side by side, and we're knee deep in sin. 
We too have times where we turn away from God and we'll follow the snake. We too have times when we'd rather just be helpers that are fit for ourselves and times when we're lonely in the shame of our sin. As their descendants, we're the same with Adam and Eve in needing another helper who's fit for us. Because in our sin, we're not suitable. We're not fit. We need another helper. Not one of the animals, but another human. We need a helper who's like us. We need one who's flesh and bone like us. We need one who knows us. And Jesus comes into our world as our helper to be side by side with us. He comes as bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh to be a helper fit for us because he's like us. Jesus is a helper fit for us because he knows what it's like to be us. He's flesh and bone. He knows the problems and the brokenness and the stress and the things of this world that we suffer. He knows the sins that we commit. He knows you. He knows the sins that you struggle with. He knows your shame. He knows your loneliness. Yeah, Jesus came into this world because he knows what to do about the problems. He's a, he's a helper fit for us because he knows what to do with our sinful problems and situations. He knows what, what needs to be done about it to provide that kind of forgiveness from God. He knows what to do, and that's why he came into this world, to be with us, to, be, to walk with us, side by side with us in this broken world and experience the suffering of it. Jesus knows firsthand the suffering that we endure in this world. He knows how terrible things can be. He knows the sinfulness that we can get wrapped up in. He knows suffering firsthand. He knows the shame of allowing his flesh to be whipped and spit on and torn apart. He knows what it's like for his for bones to be beaten and bruised and to have his flesh and bones nailed to a cross and then to die on it. Jesus comes here, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone. He comes to live with us, to suffer like us, and to die for us. How broken and shameful his suffering and death must have been. How lonely he must have been in hanging on a cross and dying on it. But he had a suitable helper too. He had a helper fit for him. His father who raised him from the dead. Jesus died, but only three days later, he's alive again. Resurrected, walking again with us eternally 
side by side. God saw that it was not good for us to be alone in our sin. And so he sends a helper fit for us. And in Christ's love, in his suffering, his death, and his resurrection, that's what is fit to help and save us. Through all of that, Jesus helps us in the forgiveness of our sins. Forgiveness that only God can give. And he comforts us in the brokenness and loneliness and sinfulness of our world. And we saw that in that Hebrews reading where it talked about Jesus really being side by side with us in suffering. Verse 14, Since therefore the children, us, share in flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, that snake. And he delivers all of us through the fear of death and the subject to lifelong slavery. For because he himself, because Jesus himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. That's us. That Jesus comes here to help us in flesh and bone. Really, it, it is amazing to think that there is a God who, who helps us. And number two, that he would walk side by side with us to do it. That he would come into our sinful, broken world that rejects him, disobeys him, turns to something else. Even with that, he still loves and cares and helps us and comes here as one of us to do it. That is mind-blowing. You know, there's, there is no other ideology, political affiliation, philosophy, anything that, that does this, that promises this. But our God. And we are so comforted by that. It is amazing to us that God would come as another human, flesh and bone, to walk with us and save us. And now that we have that comfort, we can offer that to others. I'm willing to bet that you know of people who, like you, have a tough time in life, are suffering something, many, even many things, maybe even some sinful things that they feel guilty about, are, are ashamed of, embarrassed about, and, and want help. They would love to hear about forgiveness. Forgiveness from a God who sent a helper fit for them. I hope that you have the opportunity to share that with them and, and invite them here to God's house where they can sit side by side with others who are experiencing the same kind of suffering in life and come here to experience the helper in the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins and literally side by side kneel here and receive that love receive that flesh and blood that walked side by side with us 
to forgive us. So when you're alone and you're needing a helper, you have one that's fit for you in Jesus Christ. And, and, and he's fit for all people. Not just those who are married or have experienced this, 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 this oneness in, in the first uh, man and woman. You know, maybe someday you're, you're going to experience that. You're going to have that, that fit helper for, for you. But for now, Jesus is that. He's fit for everyone. He's suitable for all people, not just who are married, that have that human helper now. He was suitable and fit for the first man and woman and for us. You know, we think about it, what we get with Christ, we, we, we get much more than we ever thought we'd get for a rib. And praise God for it. We have a fit helper for us who knows us, loves us, and died and rose again for us. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.